This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, July 17th, 2021. On this day in 2020, three men were brutally murdered while fishing near Frostproof, Florida. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the Florida fishing massacre that occurred just last year and is currently awaiting trial. Now, let's go back to July 17, 2020, at a chance encounter in a Dollar General store. Nighttime fishing trips weren't uncommon in Frostproof. It's a small town south of Orlando, peppered with lakes and woods. For young men in the community, heading out to catch catfish is a pretty exciting Friday night. 23-year-old Damian Tillman was looking forward to it. He and two friends, 30-year-old Kevin Springfield and 27-year-old Brandon Rollins, were close. The trio had grown up around each other and all attended the town's only elementary, middle, and high schools. Now, they were meeting up at Lake Streety for a night of fishing and good times. They'd grown up with a man named T.J. Wiggins as well. 26-year-old T.J. was shopping at the local Dollar General with his brother, Robert, and girlfriend, Mary. Damien was there, too. He grabbed a Mountain Dew and took it to the clerk. As the clerk rang the man up, they got to talking about Damien's Friday night plans. He told them he was heading out to the lake with Kevin and Brandon. No one understood why T.J.'s ears perked up when he heard Kevin Springfield's name. This casual comment was the catalyst for tragedy. Please note, many of the following details come from Robert Wiggins, TJ's brother. The court case is ongoing. TJ told his girlfriend and his brother Robert to load up in the truck after overhearing the conversation. He wanted to follow Damien. At the time, Robert didn't know what was going on. He claimed he shrugged and did what TJ asked. He parked near the lake where Damien and his friends were. Once TJ hopped out of the truck, everything happened very quickly. According to Robert, TJ went straight for Kevin. He punched him hard and started shouting at him. Apparently, he thought Kevin had stolen the engine from his truck. It's unclear whether this actually happened, though Kevin seemed to have no idea what TJ was talking about, but it was too late. Police said that TJ then pulled his gun and shot Kevin and Brandon. According to the county sheriff, the men were shot at least nine times. Damien panicked and screamed at TJ to put the gun down, but that only drew more fire. Investigators said that TJ then turned and shot Damien as well. The three fled the scene, allegedly throwing the gun out the window as they pulled away. But poor Brandon was still alive. 
he grabbed his phone and called his father, Cyril, managing to say, help, before the line went dead. Cyril jumped in the car and drove for the spot he knew the boys would be fishing, accidentally forgetting his cell phone in his rush. When he arrived, Brandon tried to tell him some of what had happened, but Cyril was focused only on helping his son. He drove to a nearby convenience store where the authorities were called. Then he returned to the scene with the daughter of the convenience store's owner. By the time authorities made it to the scene, all three young men were dead. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd described the murder as one of the worst he'd ever seen in his over 50 years in law enforcement. There was only one word for what happened, a massacre. Coming up, the tiny mistake that spurred the tragedy. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast, and I'm here to tell you about my new 10-episode limited series, Obituaries. They're some of the most iconic figures of all time, celebrated in death for their individual achievements and impact on society. But in life, the relationships they kept tell a different story, one of unexpected connections that yielded extraordinary change. Every Wednesday on Obituaries, join my co-host Carter and me as we explore the shared legacies of prolific pairs from the past. From the mutual traumas of entertainers Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald, to the unlikely admiration between visionaries Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla, each episode of Obituaries digs deep into the lasting impressions made between two legendary figures and how their entanglements changed the course of history. These meaningful duos may have passed on, but the profound effect they had on each other and us will live on forever. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On July 17, 2020, three young men were brutally murdered on a catfishing excursion in rural Florida. Robert Wiggins said he was there when his brother TJ committed the murders. In the immediate aftermath, he panicked. Robert knew his brother was violent, as TJ Wiggins had been arrested numerous times and served a couple sentences in jail. But this level of aggression was something new. Scared for his brother, but also for himself, Robert tried to hide the evidence. He took his car to be cleaned, washing off any mud from the scene. He hoped there was nothing further connecting him to the crime. But he was wrong. The murders, so violent and extreme, began to capture the media's attention. Sheriff Grady Judd wanted answers as much as anyone. The deaths were horrible, and the authorities owed it to the community to bring the killer to justice. Police set up a tip line that was quickly flooded with calls. Despite the deluge of leads to comb through, one name quickly emerged as dominant, T.J. Wiggins. 
people didn't have hard evidence or a clear link between TJ and the victims, but they knew he was violent. If anyone was capable of such a crime, it was him. Law enforcement started asking questions, including TJ's girlfriend, Mary. Mary lied to cover for him, perhaps worried because she'd purchased the ammunition used in the crime and was technically an accessory. But the more the police dug into TJ, the more likely it seemed he was the killer. He had more than 200 felony arrests on his record, including 11 convictions and two prior prison sentences. He was currently out on bail, awaiting trial for assaulting a man with a crowbar during a fight. If it seems wrong that a person with such a long criminal history was given bail after a violent crime, that's because it was. As it turned out, TJ's background never came up in his bail hearing. Polk County, like many in the country, had a budget problem. Housing indicted people in jail while they await trial is expensive. Plus, they were overcrowded. Their pre-trial services program was designed to help alleviate these problems. Courts try to quickly process indictments to get people out on bail as efficiently as possible. But moving quickly opens the door for error, and that was exactly what happened with T.J. Wiggins. When reviewing and preparing the information for the judge, a box on his form indicating his previous criminal history went unchecked. Thinking he was a first-time offender, the judge released him from jail to await his trial. In that time, T.J. allegedly killed three people. It demonstrated a clear problem with the Polk County system. Minimizing jail time for people who do not need it is a noble cause. But when reforms prioritize money over justice, mistakes will be made. Brandon Rollins' mother and Sheriff Judd have both pointed at this unchecked box as an unacceptable error. Regardless of why TJ was in a position to kill those men, authorities knew that his criminal record made him a likely suspect. The police probed deeper, expanding their quest for evidence. They obtained a search warrant for TJ's trailer and followed up on the victim's whereabouts before they met, looking for a potential motive. Through this police work, they found two important pieces of evidence. They discovered surveillance footage of the Dollar General that placed Damien Tillman and T.J. Wiggins there at the same time. They also found a shell casing in the trailer that matched the gun used in the killings. All signs pointed to T.J., but the final piece of evidence came from his brother, Robert. Realizing the police were onto them, Robert flipped telling Polk County authorities what happened between his brother and the three victims. Just five days after the murders, TJ, Robert, and Mary were arrested for charges ranging from destruction of evidence and accessory after the fact of a capital felony to first-degree murder. A grand jury indicted TJ for three counts of first-degree murder in September 2020. In October, it was announced the state will pursue the death penalty. He's being held without the hope of bail. There may not be any great mystery behind this horrific crime, but perhaps there are lessons. We need a justice system that helps prevent murders, not one that just solves them afterwards.
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John McDonough, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and fact-checking by Amber Hurley. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. If you enjoy our in-depth profiles on historical figures and famous fates, you'll love my new limited series, Obituaries. Every Wednesday on Spotify, join me and my co-host Carter as we explore the unlikely bonds forged between two meaningful figures from the past and discover how those relationships impacted the future. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen weekly, free and only on Spotify. Spotify.